Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. This is Kelly Dean from the Tummy Team. I'm a physical therapist and I am specifically wanting to talk to you guys this week about diastasis recti and men. Um, I chose this week because we're going to be doing a Father's Day promotion and I feel like we get a lot of questions um, and a lot of podcast interviews with women because this condition is. seems to be more prevalent in women, but we are seeing that it is very prevalent in men and that men have um, a unique presentation of diastasis recti and they respond differently in rehab. And we work a lot with this condition, which we're going to talk much more about diastasis recti, and we're going to specifically talk about men today. And um I really enjoy working with men. Um, most of when I started into this uh, work, I thought I was going to work all with women because my my diastasis was um, was a, connected to my pregnancy, and so much is, about diastasis recti is related to pregnancy, birth recovery, um, and kind of the physical transformation that. Um, pregnancy does on your abdominal wall, but it's surprising how many men are struggling with a similar condition, and um, and it's different because they didn't get pregnant, right? So what's really going on? We're going to get to the bottom of it today. All right, first let's define diastasis recti. All right, diastasis recti is a medical condition. It's not cosmetic. It's medical where the abdominal wall stretches down the midline. So if you're Thinking of like, if you can picture like a muscle man picture that you might be seeing, a, you know, in a massage therapist's office or a doctor's office where you have the meat and then you have that white line down the middle, that white line down the middle of the abdominal wall is called the linea albia. And it's connective tissue that um, is responds differently than muscle. So a diastasis is when that linea albia is stretched out excessively and no longer is holding the right and left side of the abdominal wall tight and snug together. Okay. So this causes a separation in those muscles. It can result in bulging where the belly bulges out almost like in a little football or or it can be trenching where it kind of sinks in in the tummy. Um, and it is. It is very common in women due to hormonal and components and the physical demands of pregnancies. But men suffer from diastasis recti too, and we need to talk about that and give these guys some options because there's nothing more discouraging than seeing something weird bulge out of your tummy and um, trying to figure out what it is and searching on the internet and or getting diagnosed with it from a doctor and then going and searching on the internet and being told that it only happens in pregnant women. Um, That doesn't feel great to a lot of men, (laughs) right? the last thing they want to think about is their tummy looking like a pregnant belly, but there are some factors and 
what to 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 really understand what's going on, we need to always go back to looking at the anatomy because the anatomy between men and women of the abdominal wall is very similar. So there's similar things going on, but for different reasons. So we have three layers of your abdominal wall. Everybody is familiar with that superficial outer layer, the one that looks really good on Thor, <laughs> you know, the the kind of washboard stomach. That's your rectus abdominis. That's that outermost uh, layer that everybody thinks about with crunches and sit-ups and, you know, kind of six-pack abs. But it's only one layer. And it's actually not even the most important layer. It's just the one you see the most. The second layer, the middle layer, are your obliques. And a lot of people are familiar with these muscles too. They come down at an angle from your ribs to the, to the midline and from your pelvis up to the midline. And they are, help you with rotation and side bending and they stabilize your, your body as well. And then we have the biggest muscle, one of the biggest muscles in your body. And in my opinion, the most important muscle in your body and specifically the most important muscle of your core that most of you have never heard of, which is called your transverse abdominus. And your transverse abdominus is a corset and it starts at your spine on the right and left side of your spine. It wraps around your spine, connects to the lower six ribs, all the way from your pelvis down to your pubic bone. And connective tissue of the linea albia runs right down the center of all three of these layers. So in the middle, they all connect in the middle at that connective tissue. So the the big thing that's happening is when somebody gets a diastasis, men or male or female, is the diastasis is caused by consistent forceful pressure on the abdominal wall, specifically on the linea albia that runs down the center. And that, that forward pressure is kind of pushing out. Instead of, you know, drawing yourself tall and drawing your waist in, there's this pressure going out. In men, that consistent forward pressure comes from fitness with like repetitive crunch and crunch like movements, but also when you do any kind of bracing, bulging, bearing down, or breath-holding stabilization strategies. So you might say, I haven't done a crunch for 20 years. Why is this happening? Um, you may be living in a crunch. You may do a crunch every time you get out of bed. You may be um, bracing and bulging your tummy every time you have a bowel movement. Every time you pick up something heavy, you're doing kind of that thing that we all are familiar with that noise, that feeling is that kind of pushing out. And um, the diastasis is caused by consistent pushing out there. But there's another piece of the puzzle. There's a muscle imbalance piece. And what is typically happening is that internal corset muscle is neglected and inactive for several reasons that we're going to talk about which allows it to be kind of like a deflated balloon around your waist, also pushing out a little bit, but just not pulling everything together. And the external muscles being overdeveloped, whether that's from fitness or from function, the way you sit or stand in kind of crunch collapsed positions where you tighten up those outer muscles and the inner muscles are not doing their job. And that causes um, a strategy of bracing instead of lengthening, elongating, and kind of drawing your muscles together for stability, which is how the body was ultimately designed to function. Um, 
it, it, the big picture is functional core weakness. Diastasis recti rarely just happens like on its own where this muscle separates. There's almost always a, a longstanding ongoing functional core weakness, which is basically what we've defined as the inability of the muscles of the core to effectively function and support the body for everyday demands without pain or dysfunction. So basically that corset muscle and all the muscles connected to the core are not doing their jobs to hold you up, hold you together, stabilize you so that your body moves as it should. Because the core is actually less about a fitness program and much more about how our body was designed to move throughout real life function. It's postural, it's structural, it supports your organs and, and, and protects your organs. It stabilizes your spine and it connects your upper body and your lower body at the pelvis and the rib cage so that your arms and legs can move freely. Your core needs to kind of be your stable trunk of a tree, whereas your arms and legs are the branches right? Your core is, you're not a jellyfish where you can just float around. Stability is required for efficient movement of the rest of your body without your body just collapsing and falling apart. So your body finds a way to stabilize. Um, it finds a way to stabilize. And when you are not connected to your core effectively, functionally, then the strategy it usually uses is that kind of holding your breath, bracing and pushing out. Um, it's just forced to it, 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 your body is constantly trying to help you do the things you want to do and it'll use whatever strategies it needs to, to get there. We want to help you, um, tap into those original design strategies so that your body functions like the well-oiled machine it was designed to be. All right. So strategies that are consistently pushing out on your tummy will consistently make your tummy look like it's being pushed out on, right? So it'll either have a bulge or have a barrel tummy or look like it's just really, you know, poochy. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden you do a sit up or you cough or you have a coughing fit or you're working out and you look in the mirror and you see this um, alien kind of stick out of your tummy and you're thinking, what the heck is that? You know, that doesn't seem right. And then maybe you go to the doctor um, and the doctor checks you and says, oh, that looks like a hernia or no, that's a diastasis um, or, you know, and, you know, a lot of times your medical doctor doesn't have a lot to say about it. It doesn't uh, there's not much you can do about it um, just because they do not know that um, there's physical therapy for this. And that's what we do. So this is the reason that the tummy team was created, that I created it was there was nobody doing this work, not enough people doing this work, and they weren't doing it effectively. And I needed help. And my friends needed help. And the people I worked with needed help. And so um, the tummy team specializes in this condition and rehab does work. And we're going to talk to you about why it works and what's really going on. So let's go back before we talk more about diastasis recti and how it, what it looks like in men and kind of all the things you need to know about that. Let's spend just a little bit more time talking about the transverse abdominis. So that corset muscle that wraps around your body. This is an unsung hero that is going to be your best friend. And it's that, it's that thing that's missing that you didn't know was missing until you got it back. And they're like, Oh my gosh, how did I live without it? It's that muscle. 
So your transverse abdominis, um, we have a lot of videos on this on our website and on our YouTube channel. Um, so that will help you too if you need a little bit more visual. But basically, you want to if you picture that your pelvis and your rib cage are like two parts of one of those little plastic Easter eggs. You know, the bottom is your pelvis, the top is your rib cage. There are two kind of bowls sitting on top of each other. If you unscrew that little plastic Easter egg and pull them apart, the area between that should be filled with your transverse abdominis. It connects those two bowls, those two parts of the Easter egg together. Okay, your spine is in there, your organs are in there, a lot of things in that little Easter egg. But if you tilt those Easter egg pieces apart like you tilt one kind of like it fell over or or you round one like you're doing a crunch with those two pieces you can see how no longer are those two bowls lined up but one's kind of at an angle and the other one's at a different angle and if you imagine what that muscle would look like in that scenario it's kind of kinked or collapsed or bulging or pushing or something, right? It's not lined up and elongated, which is what the, this, ult, this muscle ultimately was designed to do. So when we think first about the transverse abdominis, we need to think about what is the optimal alignment that allows this muscle to do the job it was intended to do. And it's a little catch-22 because you, you need a certain amount of core strength to get into the alignment and you need to be in the alignment to access your core strength, <laughs> right? But the good news is we work at both at both things at the same time. So the um, the key is if your your posture is constantly with those Easter eggs out of alignment, with those two bowls not lined up, then your core muscle, your transverse abdominus, has very little opportunity to activate. It's just like walking on the side of your foot. You could do it but it would not be good, right? Your muscles would eventually really fail you because you're not using them how, as your foot was designed. Or if you always um, hyperextended your knee over and over again, after a while, you're going to have a problem with that knee, right? There's an alignment where, where muscles work well, pain-free and effectively. And in the trans for the corset transverse abdominus muscle, that's getting those two bowls lined up. So think about how... Maybe you sit at work or in your car or on the couch or in front of the computer or um, any of the other times that you sit and think about what, how would you picture those, the pelvis and the rib cage bowls lined up in the way you're consistently sitting? I would say if I had to guess for most people, they're not lined up well. Um, then think about how you stand. Do you stand with your tail tucked? Do you stand with your back arched? Do you stand on one hip all the time? Do you collapse constantly as your posture just failing you over and over again? Again, where what's going on with those two bowls? And if those bowls are constantly out of alignment, your transverse abdominus has very little opportunity to be used. Our body is a use it or lose it system. The more we use a muscle, the stronger it is. The more we neglect the muscle, it becomes what we call disuse atrophy, where it gets weaker and weaker, thinner and thinner, inactive. And in addition, there's a neural component. There's a brain body component, how our nerves and our brain communicate and in our spine communicate to a muscle and that communication loop comes back and tells you what just happened. 
for most of our clients, male and female, um, that that connection has been severed. They can't even feel where that muscle is initially. So you can imagine it's very difficult to engage a muscle you cannot feel. Be like your foot's asleep and you try to walk on it. We all know what that that looks like. It doesn't turn out well, right? We could twist our ankle where our leg collapses. We cannot feel what's going on. It's very hard, even though we walk all the time. We don't know how to use it. So so with the transverse, there's an inact there's a poor alignment problem going on. There's a, a disuse atrophy of the transverse abdominis. There's a neglect, um, a disconnect neurologically where we can't feel it to connect with it. And then maybe let's put another layer on. We notice something's wrong. Our back is hurting us. Our our tummy's bulging. We we feel weak. We don't have the postural support. So we start doing what we used to do when we felt strong and we start working out like a kid and do a bunch of crunches and sit-ups. And now we start creating a muscle imbalance with those external muscles or getting more feedback and the internal muscle is still off the radar. So that muscle imbalance is actually the cause of diastasis recti. That muscle imbalance combined with the strategies our body is forced to implement to stabilize us is what causes the condition. So you can imagine functional core weakness with our society is probably somewhat epidemic. And I agree it is. Um, And you can also see how um, this is not just a female issue. This is men, women, even our teenagers could struggle with this to some extent. The reason why women present with it more often is because the dramatic transformation that happens in a short period of time of pregnancy combined with the hormonal um, stretchiness of relaxin and progesterone and estrogen and some of the things that make those connected to the connective tissue stretch even more and then the birth process of trying to push something big out of a small hole with poor strategies because you have this muscle imbalance. So this is why it's clearly seen a lot with women. But the men that we see, um, I would say the average age of men that we see with this is between 40 and 75. Um, we do have some younger men and we do have some older men, but that would be the most. It's that middle age and beyond. And we think it's because of chronic disuse, chronic muscle imbalance. It's It takes longer because there's not that dramatic shift that happens in a pregnancy. It's kind of an ongoing process and problem that maybe presents. It seems like it presented overnight. All of a sudden, I, I got out of the bathtub and I saw this bulge or all of a sudden I lifted this weight and I got this bulge. I'm here to say it wasn't all of a sudden. Um, that bulge was just the the last or the next sign of what was going on already in your body. And it was a warning sign for you to do something about this before it turns into a hernia, before you throw your back out, before you um, have a disc injury, before something even more serious happens. This is serious enough, um, but we don't want even more serious things happen. So you can kind of, hopefully you're getting the big picture of why men could get this, right? Um, I also want to talk, I want to talk about kind of um, what it kind of looks like in men because it can look very different. There, There are a lot of different presentations, but I would say there's four really common presentations of diastasis recti in men. 
The first one kind of looks like a bulging or a tenting of the abdominal wall when doing a sit-up like movement. You might notice that when you're coughing or straining in some way, um, it's always right down the middle of the tummy and it kind of tense up like a bulge. All right. That's the first thing. And sometimes this happens with people that have a really strong uh, muscular tummy. And sometimes it's with people that have more of an overweight, loose tummy. Okay. Uh, either way, you can have that kind of pressing out. But it's almost always with you could, you, it doesn't stay that way. If you were to not be holding your breath, it would go away. But if you hold your breath and flex, it comes back. It kind of comes and goes. It typically doesn't stick out all the time unless you're always bracing, which some people are if they've been living with this for a long time. All right. The second presentation looks more like a trench or a gap in the midline of the abdominals. And this is commonly with somebody that has an overdeveloped outermost abdominal muscle, very pronounced kind of washboard stomach. Um, and there's a big gap in the middle. And sometimes people, this is what they're, when guys are working out, this is the look they're going for. Um, but it's actually not healthy when you have a big gap in the between the right and left side of your rectus abdominis. They should be real close together. That line should be very tiny. Um, but when you have a big gap there, it's really showing a noticeable muscle imbalance. Um, and sometimes when you have that much muscle, you may be not seeing some of the other side effects because some of your muscles are compensating. But over time, that diastasis is going to cause problems because it's it's a muscle imbalance that um, is not recruiting the internal muscles, your stabilizer muscles, the way they should be. All right, the third common presentation looks more like a distended or bloated belly. Um, the bulge is not as noticeable in this case. Um, it kind of looks like the entire abdominal wall is pushing out like a little basketball or a big basketball. Um, and... This really, you know, guys will say I have like a beer belly. I can't, I like, I've lost weight everywhere else, but my stomach is kind of bulging out here. Um, and that's, that is, it may, you may, if we checked, you may not actually look like you have much of a diastasis. It may look like a, a lot of a diastasis. You may just have functional core weakness where your stomach is pushing out to stabilize because you haven't trained your corset to draw in and elongate which is what we do um, and what it was designed to do. So that bulging out, that kind of beer belly look is also a presentation um, that we see in men. Um, and sometimes that presentation turns into the first one. Over time, the tent starts to develop. It wasn't there at first. All right. The fourth most common presentation is when the men's belly looks just like a deflated balloon around their belly. It's not necessarily pushing out like a bloated, distended belly, but it's more like a saggy kind of just inactive inert um, where the muscles are just relaxed all the time. And they couldn't, they don't feel like they could engage them or activate them if they even tried a lot of neglect, a lot of disuse. Okay. So that's kind of, it can look a lot of different ways. Um, but it's important to understand what it feels like, too, because um, it's not always um, it's not always a good representation of how somebody looks. Somebody 
could be overweight, but have a closed diastasis and a really strong core, be living pain-free, feel very um, confident in their movement patterns and stable, but still be carrying extra weight. And then we could also have somebody that's very lean, outwardly seems very muscular, but could be struggling with a ton of muscle um, instability, um, pelvic instability, sciatica pain, low back pain, prostate problems, all kinds of problems. So how something looks is not always the um, complete picture of what's going on. We always have to look at how you feel and how what you're able to how you're able to function. That's our focus at the tummy team, how you feel and how you function. A lot of times you're going to look better and look different, but how you feel and how you function tells us how the muscles are working because honestly, we were all created in a lot of different shapes and sizes. And there's not one body type or one body shape and size that actually represents strength. There's a lot of different body shapes and size that represent strength. And that's female and male as well. Okay. So, so everybody kind of has their own combination of symptoms when they have a DR or functional core weakness or both of them together. But Typically, people that have a diastasis also struggle with one or more of the following kind of symptoms. Um, the first one is like a trench or that football shape kind of down the midline when they do a crunch or cough or hold their breath. Um, they could have a bulging tummy that gets worse when they try to do crunches. You could have back pain, low back pain. Um, mid back pain, like right around your rib cage area, upper back pain, um, up between your shoulder blades or even neck pain. And this is because if your core muscle is functionally weak, your body is in a poor alignment and everything is fighting itself, fighting tug of war like style to try to find a balance. And those muscles are getting overused because there isn't a balance. Tight muscles are fighting um, and weak muscles are failing. And um, that's where a lot of pain comes from. It's a lot of the back pain we see is compensation pain. Okay. Uh, another symptom could be overall weakness in your core. This could make you feel like you could, you have really poor posture. Um, you have difficulty lifting things, carrying things, um, difficulty with exercise. You just feel overall weak there. Um, low back or SI joint instability, where you feel like your back goes out randomly or consistently. Um, if you move a certain way, it feel like your low back right around your sacrum goes out. Um, that is a sign of functional core weakness and is often connected to diastasis recti. Also sciatica, um, the feeling that, you know, kind of butt pain or pain that runs down the back of your leg can be the muscles of your pelvis trying to stabilize your pelvis because your core muscle isn't stabilizing your pelvis. Um, and that is connected to diastasis recti and functional core weakness. Um, sluggish uh, intestinal function, so constipation or having to bear down to go or not feeling like you can fully empty your bowels. Um, all of those kinds of things, bloating, gas, all of that stuff, your corset wraps around and supports your intestinal tract. So um, if it's not doing its job, it can affect the intestinal function. And as a result, your strategies of having to bear down all the time are actually 
kind of, it's a cycle. It's actually also keeping your belly distended and pushing out and on the diastasis, keeping it from healing. So addressing and looking at how your um, intestinal tract functions is part of our rehab process. And then this is really common in men where they have kind of a flared rib cage or a barrel chest. Uh, And the reason I say this is common in men is because um, men often develop their diastasis between the belly button and the sternum, whereas women are more common right around the belly button, a little bit above and a little bit below. Um, And then some women, especially if they've had several pregnancies or C-sections, have more weakness from the belly button below um, to, to the pubic bone. But men tend to have present most of the time right at the belly button and above to um, the sternum. And it's kind of that upper part of the abdominal wall that seems to be um, presenting with the diastasis. And this makes sense because posturally, um, how how men are sitting, um, the postural component, uh, rounding at desks and over computers, and and sometimes men are often taller than women, and they lower themselves to the people in their world, and they kind of look down and they hunch a little bit. Um, but also because of that breathing strategy, that holding your breath and <sighs> straining is pushing out kind of on your rib cage and consistently flaring the ribs. So if you're thinking about kind of if you had visualized your rib cage kind of like, uh, you know, a bell, let's say it's a a wide bell, it's like a saucer, it's going to really affect how your abdominal wall presents versus if it's a narrow bell, kind of like a cowbell, you know, it's going to draw everything in and be closer. So there's it's not just that sometimes people are, men are anatomically, they have, you know, a barrel chested, a barrel chest or a rib cage that flares a little bit. But most of the time, what I see is it's how the muscles are pulling on the bones. The bones will move back into a better alignment if the muscles are um, in a balanced position and pulling symmetrically and evenly front, back, right, left, which is the cool thing about the transverse. It's the only muscle in your body that wraps all the way around and it provides symmetry and stability by giving you the right, left, front and back all in one muscle. Okay. So that's kind of what it feels like to live with a diastasis, some one or many of those symptoms. And if you think back on those symptoms, they seem pretty common. They seem like things that a lot of people you know, say, oh, yeah, my back sometimes goes out or, oh, yeah, constipation. It's not like that's uncommon or, you know, low back pain. Gosh, everybody would say they have a little bit of back pain, right? Uh, Bulgy tummy. These are all things that people can relate to. And this is not saying just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Functional core weakness is incredibly common and it's detrimental. It's detrimental to your health because living in chronic pain has a lot of physical, emotional, and mental side effects. Um, Having a poor digestive tract has a lot of impact on how your body functions because you're not getting rid of the waste in an effective way. Um, Not having the energy to do the life that you want to do can affect the relationships in your life, your 
own identity, your own ability to participate in work and in fun and in family. And these are, these are important things. Okay. So just because you could say, Oh, that's really common. Doesn't mean that we can't address it. Doesn't mean we can't make it better. All right. So a lot of men that get the diagnosis or figure out that they have a diastasis feels like it's a little bit of a death sentence. There's not a lot of help out there. They're maybe told that surgery is the only option or, Oh, you're just going to have to live with it. There's nothing you can do. And then when they research, it's about a, lot of pregnant women. But I'm here to tell you that you can you can fix this problem. Um, and it's not rocket science. Your body has a beautiful capacity to heal. And but it is, uh, you know, looking at some of the fundamental things that we know about how the body works. Your body is a use it or lose it system. So the more you use the muscle, the stronger it's going to be. Your body functions great with optimal alignment. So we need to get you in the alignment. You need to feel a muscle to be able to effectively connect to it. So we need to wake up the neural pathways from your brain to those muscles. Um, whatever you do the most wins. So if you consistently push out on your tummy or collapse your body, that is going to win. Um, if you change that strategy and consistently elongate and draw in your core when you cough, sneeze, have a bowel movement or lift, that strategy is going to win. Um, and if you can, can tap into kind of how to use these muscles all day long, because they're postural and structural, they're the trunk of your tree. So your arms and legs can be the branches, right? How, how you tap into that in a very functional way is going to give you lifelong strength. All right. So I can't tell you how many men have worked with us that have, were so devastated by the diagnosis of the DR in the beginning and so grateful for the diagnosis of DR at the end. And let me explain that. The reason is that at first it feels devastating because they don't really have any hope and they, they feel like they're just going to have to live with it. And that's a sad place for everybody to be, male, female, anybody, Right. But when, as you go through the rehab process and the healing process, you start to realize that this is just a symptom of a much bigger issue, functional core weakness that has been permeating through all of your life choices and all of the things you're doing. And if, when, if, and when we resolve and fix and rehab that issue, we eliminate the diastasis, it closes back up, the connective tissue is able to thicken, revascularize, get strong, the transverse can wrap around your body, pull those muscles together, and then maintain that position because you're going to use it that way over and over again. Your back pain is going to go away, your intestinal tract is going to function better, your posture is going to be better, your energy is going to be better, you're going to be more confident in what exercises and, and chores and fitness choices and activities you do with your family and your friends are, and you're going to get a new lease on life. And it now, now, if you want to go into fitness, if you want to return to some kind of strength training, if you want to get back into some activity, basketball, volleyball, surfing, skiing, you know, playing hockey, something that you love to do, and you just felt like there was no way you could do it you're able to now create strategies to get back to those those things, that life that you were meant to live. And so that's why they say the DR was actually a blessing because 
it woke them up to see the bigger picture and get help for the bigger picture. And that resolving and reclaiming kind of their functional core strength now gives them this new lease on life. And that's what we want for you. So diastasis recti in men, super common. We, a few years ago, for initially when I started doing this work, I mostly um, saw women and occasionally would see a man that was maybe related to one of the women that I see, maybe the dad or the um, husband, you know, or somebody, um, somebody's friend that of a woman that I saw. Um, And then um, gradually we started getting referrals, doctoral referrals um, to see if we could help the men that they're seeing with diastasis. And of course we could. And so in the clinic, I would take them through a very similar um, approach that I do with women, but I would customize it and personalize it a lot more to the individual man, because maybe this is a really fit person, or maybe this is a very sedentary person. Um, And so we would really look at kind of how men um, respond to rehab a little bit differently than women because they don't have the hormonal issue. They're often not in the same amount of parenting postures when we're working with them because of the age that men are at versus the age that women are at and the roles that they have in their life are usually different. So what we're asking of them is different, but also um, the hormones and how men build muscle is different, how their body builds muscle. They build muscle quicker. Um, Connective tissue is usually not as weak as in with women. Um, And so we have just a slightly different approach when we were working with men online Um, I just tried to initially uh, adapt our core foundations program to make it a little bit more gender neutral, which is impossible when you're working with pre or postnatal women to really take out the things that are so key for women at that stage to try to make a course kind of fit for men. And like I said, men that find out they have this broad problem or this, this diagnosis, they really don't want to muddle through all the female information to get a little bit of help. So a few years ago, we, we created an entire program designed just for men, core foundations for men, um, which is based on what we do with men in the clinic and based on our regular core foundations course, but specifically um, addressing how men heal faster, um, how men typically have that upper diastasis more than the lower diastasis, how men usually um, approach fitness and what their work life is like and what the demands of their life is. And so once we created the core foundations for men, we realized that actually there are far more men dealing with this pro- process problem than we originally thought. We thought our biggest demographic was prenatal and postpartum women, but really um, men are a huge, they're second, they're a close second. And sometimes our men's program is more popular than our women's program. Um, And maybe that's just because there are not a lot of people working with men um, in this. But I think some of it is that we underestimate how predominant functional core weakness is um, universally, men and male and female, and how important it is for us to give you guys resources to fix it, because this is a treatable, fixable problem that does transform your life. And I'm not saying that lightly. I'm not trying to be gimmicky. The reality is 
when you live in pain, when you are not confident that your body can do what it needs to do, when you don't have the stability you need to do what you need to do, and you're self-conscious of your belly, um, you limit yourself. You limit yourself um, in ways that are subtle at first and become really significant. Um, and we want to give you, we want to break away those limitations and give you your life back. So take a look at what we do at the Tummy Team. Check out our core foundations for men. If you're listening to this and you're, um, you have somebody in mind, just let them listen to this. It's not threatening. You know, we're just providing you with some education and some information and we want to be a resource to you. So we um, have really enjoyed working um, with men over the last several years, more and more. Um, I would say most of the e-sessions I do are with men. Men prefer to have personal um, attention to their issues. And I have had the opportunity to work with a lot of men and getting them back to doing some amazing activities that really are life giving to them. And it's been just a joy and a pleasure for me. So I hope that this has enlightened you a little bit more about diastasis recti and specifically DR with men and let uh, the men in your world know that they, they can be strong for the life they were meant to live. And we would love to help you. Okay. Thanks everybody. I hope you guys have a great uh, Father's Day and um, are honoring the men in your life and what uh, they provide to our world. And um, I thank you so much for all that you have contributed to our program and helping us be better at what we do. All right. Thanks everybody. Be well. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.